Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, the podcast that is always from the back tees. I'm Jerry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nolan. And we are trying to cram in a great President's Cup slash Patrick Reed podcast for you all. Uh, Zach, Nolan, how you fellas doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, busy week ahead. Busy, yeah. busy week doing what? Oh, come on, oh, come on, come I didn't on. really elaborate. I meant like with all the President's Cup stuff going and I'm in exam period, so that's fun. I didn't know you could have been moving flats or something or whatever you call them up in Canada. I know. We'll, we'll cut the dead air for sure. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> the hell we will. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll for sure be cut, for sure. Uh, Nolan, how's, how's uh, Portland treating you? Are you getting swamped up there like I'm getting down here? Holy crap, man. It's so wet. It is like... It's cold Damien, too, right? Damien Lillard raining threes wet. Yeah, it's oh, it's not too cold. It's like high forties, low fifties. Um, you know what? That's a good point because yeah, I was out in the rain today, caddying at Bandon Dunes, and uh, it was that temperature and it was rainy and it sucked. It was very freezing and cold, and I realized when I walked uh, off the first tee, I was wearing my most and best gear. So if I was miserable. This is just the way the wintertime is going to be. So um, sorry to all my friends uh, north of the border in Canada because you guys don't get to golf much and put up with a lot more snow, as is like the guys I'm working for right now from Montana. But uh, yeah. Oh, which, by the way, Zach, uh, uh, you shared with us on Twitter a ranking for our podcast. Oh, yeah. Number two in the north. Number in Canada. Two. <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I laughed because I thought to myself, I, I was listening to a No Laying Up podcast when I saw that tweet, and I'm just like, No Laying Up isn't even their top eight. Like, what the hell's mm-hmm. wrong with Canadians? I mean, <laughs> that's very – It's actually very interesting how, like, loyal followers are to their country in a way. Even though, like, the internet is very international, you would think, like, podcast ranks would be almost identical per country. No, I get that. I mean, and, and oftentimes I don't – even though I like to think we're a lot of, we're an international flavor because our team is literally international and all over the place. Uh, shout out to all you guys all over the globe. But that being said, I still always remember to bend the knee and kiss the ring that I'm like, no, 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 Zach's Canadian. The company started in Canada. And like I said, my ever growing presence on Twitter is largely Canadian. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I love those guys. They're amazing. And as a matter of fact, uh, one of our listeners, Ryan Delisle, I keep, I keep forgetting where some people are from. He showed me a picture of a putterhead cover and he told me if I can get it for him, he said, all of Canada will thank me. <laughs> and that, that sounds amazing to me. Yeah, so mean, gracious. No, you guys are the best. You're, I mean, I think if I were to meet a Canadian Mormon, I would probably be like head over heels just in terms of like, probably like <laughs> the, 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 just the most genuinely sweet human being on the planet. And I don't even mean that in like any hyperbole or, like a satirical way i mean that's just that's me being as literal as i can incredible perfect taste of everything (laughs) all right so i guess um uh what do you want to talk about first we got two big things coming up here we got the president's cup because we're recording this on a tuesday night and we also have patrick reed uh playing in the kitty litter with his wedge 
in uh, the Bahamas. I mean, this is obviously a big topic everyone's talking about. What should we talk about first, Zach? Hmm. I say we go right into the uh, deep stuff with the Patrick Reed talk. That's what everyone wants to hear. We'll give it to them. So what, um, Zach, what happened? Pretend somebody just came back from Mars and they didn't have very good uh, uh, sports, uh, Sirius XM radio up there or something. Uh, what, what, hap- what did Patrick Reed do to get the, his latest wave of ire? So in uh, Patrick Reed's Best Buddies tournament, which we'll get to later, uh, he decided, I think it was the third round, correct me if I'm wrong, he was in a bunker and decided that he would just move some of the sand behind his ball on both of his backswings. Just gave a nice little push. It was very, I don't even know what he was doing. It was like someone who shoots in the 90s who needs like a little boost. Get a couple <laughs> shots here and there. Just casually, like, like obviously he was going to get caught. There was cameras everywhere. It wasn't very, like, hidden. Got assessed with a two-shot penalty. And as Jerry likes to point out, he lost the tournament by two shots. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we'll we'll get back to what you were saying there, but I mean, to kind of skip to the end there, like Zach just said, of all the ire and all the punishment, he got punished, he got assessed a penalty, and he did not win the tournament for it. So we can, I mean, we can barbecue him all we want to as just like being sports fans and like want to be media uh, types. But overall, I think uh, uh, crime and punishment, I, th- I think moving on, uh, he's everything's going to be fine and isn't this on brand for Patrick Reed, but but ultimately, I mean, now granted, a couple things. Was he in a waste bunker or a bunker? That, I think that, it was a waste bunker. Yeah, that's the first you know thing to clarify. I'm pretty sure it was a waste bunker. So you can ground your club, but the whole deal was he was improving his lie, like directly behind his ball. Right. I did it twice, by the way, I guess. That's also part of it. That's what makes a video. Okay. Fun. No, no, I'll get into the actual perspective of his, his thing, but it's like when, when uh, Nablo and uh, Chambly were going at it on the Golf Channel earlier, I saw them kiss and make up and they were talking again. And I get how, how could one say, like, how could you take a side, like, one side versus the other because we think, like, one would be on Patrick Reed's side, who this, he clearly was cheating, uh, or, or so they say. But that being said, and we'll get into that in a second, but that being said, like, everyone is pretty much agreeing that, like, whether they like the letter of the rule or they're not, they're trying to come at it from a certain angle here. We're all trying to come together in a certain level of understanding. And this actually, this thought just occurred to me now. I mean, I haven't heard all the bullshit that's come out of Patrick Reed so far uh, since then. I know he's made a lot of comments, and maybe you guys can fill me in. But unless he said, oh, I had no idea, like, oh, I couldn't see from uh, on top of the ball or whatever, then he doesn't have a single leg to stand on, in my opinion. I mean, because you could just, like, with pure dumbassery, just, like, take the club back a couple times, and your, like, smallest lie you could commit would – no, lying, like, like verbally, not like – Do you lie. want to hear this great quote from Patrick Reed that he yes. gave on Tuesday? Yeah. This is – it's a bit long, but I'm going to give it to you guys because I think it's, like, an all-time golf quote. Today so is said, too- So he was responding to uh, Cameron Smith. I think it was, who, who called him a cheater. He said, it's not the right word, cheating, to use. At the end of the day, if you do something unintentionally that breaks the rules, it's not considered cheating. At the, and at the end of the day, that's what it is. Then he said, if you're intentionally trying to do something, that would be considered cheating. But I wasn't intentionally trying to improve a lie or anything like that. Because if I was, it would have been a really good lie, and I would have hit it really close. So he's basically wow. basically saying, if I was cheating, you guys would all be screwed. 
That's a hundred percent contradicting what he said right after his round two, because he said he was aware what he was doing and that the camera angle was busted yeah. as in he wasn't really clearing sand away directly behind his ball. It was actually like a foot or two behind. So it wouldn't technically be his lie, which that in itself, how do you determine what part of the ground is your lie? Like there's no, it's this like one foot radius around your ball or something like that. So that yeah, no, this guy though, incredible. If I was, if I was cheating, I would have hit it close. Incredible. What confidence. Hey, you can't, you can't argue that logic. That's, what confidence. That's close to airtight. It makes sense to me. Like, I've seen enough golf. I mean, if I improved my life, it would have been in the hole. Obviously. Love could, this guy. Hey, who, who's to say it's not? Who's to say it's not? No, really. Think it. Look, I, oh, you know what? I'm glad we're getting into this because I feel like nobody's taking Patrick Reed's side. And the more I hear from this, the more I'm like, I'm not taking his side, but I can see where he's tripped up in this and where it kind of makes sense where we need to get off his dick about it. First and foremost, I can see him saying whatever right away, his first comments right away, just to get the microphone out of his face or to get like the recorder out of his face and be like, no, no, bro. I was, I was brushing a butterfly back. It was a foot away. Didn't you see it? And then it's like, clearly once everything we get figured everything out and he talks to his publicist, He's going to come up with some other cockamamie story that, whether it's true or not, it's going to be opposite of what he told us. So that's just kind of – and Patrick Reed's been in this bullcrap boat before, whether it's him with his wife or with the, like, his comments or whatever. I find him a, as a liar. I find him as a disingenuous human being. And, uh, and, yes, if it were to go any further, I guess we could call him a cheater. And I know he technically we could say he cheated. But, like I said, if, if he was just being – if he – clearly didn't know and he was just being a hey shut up i didn't do it like kind of like oj so to speak i mean i can sympathize with him but overall i don't like patrick reed for a lot of things but i can't necessarily pin everything on him i mean i think we're doing the rest of that are we not yeah no i i think he's uh he's a very unique character I don't even really have a perspective on the thing i think it's great you know great content that's for sure yeah what, I, I, I'm trying to think of what other villains do we have like this. Do, do you guys remember at all Phil Mickelson before he won his first major? Like when no. Tiger Woods was at the peak of his powers? Phil was not Patrick Reed, but he was the villain. Like he was always like he was left-handed. He wore black. Like it was just everything about Phil Mickelson was like you could talk during Phil's backswing. He would joke with you like, you know, through the ropes or whatever. It's like t Phil Mickelson was 100% the opposite of Tiger Woods. He was white. We saw that. Anyways, needless to say, but we can't we can't treat Phil that way now. He's a five time major winner, and we all love him, and and, and he's borderline deified and a Hall of Fame golfer. But it's it, we always try to put that villain crown on somebody, and and it takes moments like these, God forbid, to happen over and over for us to really like suss it. I mean, I don't know. John Rahm's an emotional guy, but I've never seen him tweak with his lie or break a club over his knee. Wait, wait has he broken a club? Have we seen that yet? A putter, maybe. <laughs> mm, well, I just remember that slow mo video of Reed breaking a club, and I was about to say, like, we all see everyone else breaking clubs. <laughs> but I mean, Rom's definitely broken a club or two in his lifetime. Who knows? He's been on camera. But I just, I, yeah, I just drove that, drove that rant right off the cliff. Sorry. Reed's, Reed's quote reminds me of like what I would say to a referee in basketball. I would like, <laughs> like, if like I'm dribbling, right, and I'm like, going to the rim and the ball goes out of bounds and my argument would always be like they had to touch it I didn't just throw it out of bounds you know I was oh, exactly. going for the hoop so if it went that way it went towards away from the hoop it wasn't me who it went off of it was them poking it away so like it's like 
if I'm going to cheat, I'm going to cheat good kind of thing. I get that. I'm not saying like that. He's saying that in terms of a deflection uh, verbally or whatever, like, or like an attention getter to look over here. I'm just saying like a lot of this stuff seemed reactionary. What he said, got him in hot water and then everything else seems calculated what he said. So part of me is just like, well, I don't know up from down now. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore if he is like totally caught red handed or I hate to use that term. We all know what he did. It's just now, now here, here lies the big I word intent. Like that's the difference between manslaughter and murder. Yeah. We still have a body. I get it. But all that being said, like if somebody doesn't intend to do something, then I would rather punish you for being a person with malice as opposed to being a person who's stupid. I mean, I think there's a big difference in that. And I hate to say it, this jury, as far as I'm concerned, is still out in terms of I can't get a read on read. So, good pun, good pun. I don't know if that is a pun actually. No, it's a homonym. A homonym. Yeah. Good homonym. Jerry's Thank also you. moonlighting as an English major. Yes. Well, hey, there was uh, some uh, some author from uh, Maryland in like the early 1900s who I'm I'm gonna screw this up because I forgot his name, but he said we must always speak or talk up. So, and uh, he was a, he was a big champion for journalists and uh, things of that nature. So, um, me and Nolan have no idea what you're talking about. Does Nolan get it? Oh, I hundred percent know what you're talking about, Jerry. <laughs> <coughs> so, um, sorry yeah, if you're going to do the bus, Nolan. Very clear, you don't get it. Also, what else you guys got on Patrick Reed? <laughs> I, okay for first of all first of all he's been put it in he's been caught doing this before we didn't even talk about that he like four the years same ago, exact thing in a bunker four years ago literally the same exact thing where and, was it uh that's a great question it was actually in a bunker i'm pretty sure though so the fact that he's grounding his club in the first place is already a penalty so he's yeah. just trying to take you know advantage of not being in the spotlight i guess i don't know it's his go-to move yeah well i mean it's look we have professional athletes at least especially in america like they always are aware and cognizant that cameras are on them at all times i mean you can't sit in the dugout and pick your nose without it going especially in this day and age of the internet i mean you just can't have that happen anymore so i'm like I, that's why I always I always like air with the theory stupid or liar and I'm going with stupid more on Reed's side because it's like whether he di- was aware that he was scraping the sand away or not I think he just tried to make up a bunch of bullshit like verbally afterwards and now we're just in a mess to be like well I can't like I said I can't tell what he was doing I mean he was clearly doing this but now he said so much he, he's like the sweaty little fat kid who, who was caught lying I mean you could see it in all those pictures at the press conference oh and number two He's six foot tall and 200 pounds, and so am I. Do I look like Patrick Reed, you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, f- come on. Oh, God. For those who can't see, no, Jerry does not look like Patrick Reed. And no, you probably look, look as opposite of Patrick Reed as you could look. I look Asian. No, but Patrick, Lee, Patrick <laughs> Reed looks like you, you like put too much sausage in the casing or something. Getting that Nike contract wasn't good because they re- they re- really make a fit line of gear. Uh, he he should have called Tim Heron to see like who makes his polos. But ultimately, like I when I saw that because the whole joke was like um, he was lying about his build weight or whatever on this PJ Tour profile. And I just when I saw six foot two hundred pounds, I'm like I just hit two hundred pounds and I'm six. Oh no! I mean, and I, I just, am like, Patrick Reed now. Yeah, oh, you. I see pictures of Patrick Reed in my head and I'm like, oh my god, I'm fat. Did he really say um, six feet two hundred pounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's not even close. 
if you look at like Nike's clothing line, you, it's it's like take Rory and take Patrick Reed, and you're like, I wonder who they tailor made this clothing line to because it looks well, great on Rory. Well, what they did was, if this polo can fit these two guys, then uh, then this then we can sell these shirts to everybody. Not anybody, everybody. Well, that's just Andy. What's driven me the most crazy on Patrick Reed is all these like big time analysts, like the Jeff Shacklefords of the world, huh. like accusing this guy of like the most heinous crime, and that like he should be thrown out of the PGA Tour essentially. Like, he's such a cheater. He's a repeat offender. Like, it's horrible what he did. He should face the consequences. Like, the dude just moved some sand behind his ball. He got his two-shot penalty. Besides well, the jokes that we're going to give and the funny tweets about it, let's move on. Well, this is, this is where we're really going to get into the, the, the weeds in terms of the levels of uh, gray area in terms of egregiency. Like, if this is a simple matter of black versus white and we have to put it in one of those categories, then, yeah, he's a sinner. He's a murderer. He's a wrongdoer. He's all these things. And you know what? I'm not going to disagree with that ethos. It's just like if we have to paint it one way or the other. Like you said, he just moved some sand behind his ball with his club. Didn't somebody ask us on Twitter if that was theft or whatever? Yeah. Uh, th- that was a really good – whoever that fellow – I'm sure you got – or person was, uh, I'm sure you got a hand. Yeah, here, but- I could give you the question. It was by – Cliff Almighty, and we will preface this with it's a question, not necessarily his opinion. He asked, is cheating at the pro level akin to theft, and is that criminal? If Reed cheated and wasn't caught and ended up winning, then he basically would have stole the prize money of the rightful winner. Also, his honor and integrity dead in golf. So that's a two-part question. I don't want to touch the second part because I, I can't tell what his tone was, but the first part, holy shit, Craig, that is a really 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 great observation that makes me go back and kind of look at it going like i know it's in the in the spirit of competition and game and there's contracts for that and that's why they aren't criminally charged but oh my god you're right that is theft. i i I mean is it not but that's like like akin to saying like uh barry bonds or or sammy sosa stole money out of the pitchers who he hit home runs off of because then in their next contract they had worse stats Fair. No, that's you totally could always. Fair. Well, see now we're but now we're into like the money laundering category. I mean, that's that's why I was when I was thinking my thing. I'm like, oh well, then I just like I said, the, the many levels of gray. I could I just describe. There's many things that could go off of that that are just very non-specific, so to speak. I mean, I think Craig brings up a very good point. Uh, uh, Nolan, what say you? Well, and that's um, why there's rules for, you know, or penalties for breaking rules, um, because. They don't want to outright get rid of their players on the on whatever you know professional sports platform they're on. Um, so they get suspended, they get fined, they get um, strokes added to their golf score, I guess. Which I'm of the mind that he should have been penalized a little more, but I'm fine with him still playing golf. Um, I. I think it, first of all, it should have been a two-stroke penalty for each swipe he had. So that's a four-stroke penalty. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he uh, maybe he gets a DQ. I don't know. That'd be kind of crazy. But maybe maybe it's not so crazy. 
Well, what was the difference between uh, the first place check and like the third place check that he wound up getting? Because also, guys, let's face it, um, we still got the President's Cup right around the corner, but the PJ Tour still is able and allowed to um, hand out a punishment if they want to. No one said it best with like fines and things like that. That's the form of punishment for criminality in the sporting realm. And it's all like, it all balances out. I mean, because like the PGA said, Tour is allowed to assess him a penalty, but the winner of the event doesn't get a PGA Tour win. Well, it's <laughs> a challenge event, I heard. I guess. Interesting. I heard, I heard that's what Tiger's uh, arguing for the event to be for real next year. He's saying, hey, you can't control my event unless you make this a PGA Tour event. <laughs> and real quick, uh, quick tangent, Nolan, I want to get your dick card here because I've been thinking about it a lot, but. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about how the next six months could play out and how we get Tiger Woods representing America for the Olympics. I mean, bestill my heart. That sounds like the greatest sports story we haven't written yet and we never thought we would. I mean, it was just like, are you kidding me? That's amazing. <clears throat> sounds like the greatest Summer Olympics of my lifetime, for sure. Uh, I'm already talking to Bob Herrig on ESPN Golf Writer, trying to get him to – pull me on as an intern to go travel with him if tiger makes it oh um, it'd be fear and loathing tiger woods to the oh where are the olympics gonna be played uh tokyo tokyo oh my god going back to japan oh. <laughs> yeah. i'm not oh, sure yeah. I'm not sure where the golf cor- course would be that they'd be playing but there's a good chance how can I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion, but part of me is like, if Tiger Woods tees it up in the Olympics with all those other scrubs from other countries, take like the country's two best golfers or three best golfers from each country. Come on guys. <laughs> what are we getting here? Um, how can Tiger Woods not win the gold medal? It's like, I feel like it's mean? Every other, every other top player is going to be in the event. I guess well, you take so, all the Americans. Yeah. I think it's, you can only have up to like four from each yeah. country. You automatically yes. get like two, I think what Jerry was saying from each country. So right now it's actually really tight for the Americans because Tiger's six in the world. Um, and you got Rory up there and Rom up there. So there's four <laughs> Americans in that top six and Cantley's right on Tiger's behind. So, but also, but what, but we, the, the four, the four Americans we took last year, though, weren't our four best, I remember, because they were, uh, like, some guys said no because of, like, DJ said no for for whatever reasons he wasn't interested, or, like, and the Zika thing was a Zika. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I got Zika and I live in America. Whatever happened to that, the Zika? Is it still going on? I'm going to tell my kids, this is Zika. <laughs> I think like, they actually... It's like Coney. Remember Coney? Yeah. Coney. Uh, I think it actually came out that like Zika ended up being like not a big thing at all. And so some of the guys like regretted it because like Rory didn't go right because of, I think he was pretty outwardly saying, I don't want to put harm to myself or my children. Right. Cause it would affect a pregnant woman or something like that. Yeah. yeah and he's swimming in kids now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So regret hashtag regrets. Anyway, sorry. That was a quick little tangent. I really, really think that would be, it's so fun to think that Tiger has other floors of his building that we haven't explored yet in terms of fame or craziness. And maybe by then when he achieves all these, he could be knocking on the door 18. We'll see. Um, now, before we switch gears a little bit and talk uh, and wrap this up with a little bit of a president's cup talk, I have, does anybody else have anything on uh, Pat Reed? Cause I got a fun fact for you that you guys probably know, but I want everybody within the sound of my voice to hear. 
give it to us. So there are four American golfers who have lifetime exemptions on the European tour. Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, and Arnold Palmer are three of them. Tiger Woods is not one of them. Patrick Reed has a lifetime exemption on the European tour. This happened about a year, year and a half ago. This happened shortly after his master's victory, I believe. It was public news. It wasn't very, it wasn't talked about much, but it's something that has happened. And nobody, nobody seems to have an answer. And I feel like nobody seems to be asking loud enough. Like, Anyone who can hear this, like, start being like, start just asking every, start asking like uh, the chick chicken you out at CBS right now. Like, take out your earbud and say, "Hey, how come Patrick Reed has a uh, lifetime exemption on the European tour?" Just see what her answer is. I mean, just just get the ball rolling. This Everybody. could be deep. This could start some like conspiracies. There's something going on. Someone. There already is a conspiracy, Zach. That's oh yeah, you just started the conspiracy. And I realize this is trouble. I don't know if we want to go down this black hole or uh, we might all be gone in a couple months. It's very ironic that Captain America has a lifetime exemption on the European tour too. This is well, let's let's break area. down let's let's break down the three people who have the lifetime exemption first. Number one, Jack Nicholas. Enough said. Number two, Arnold Palmer. If it weren't for Walter Hagen, Arnold Palmer and his TV cameras helped bring that sport off that friggin' rock that is England. And then Tom Watson, number three, because he has eight majors and uh, nine of them are British Opens or something. I mean, like, they they love Tom Watson over there. He's Mr. Serious, Mr. No-Nonsense Golf, and he he plays exceptionally well over there uh, on the British Isles. And so those three make sense. And then, like I said, no Tiger Woods, no Lee G.D. Trevino. I don't know if he won one, um, but I mean, just just like there's all these people, uh, Americans who'd be a lot of who could be worth it or whatever. And no, nothing. And then Patrick Reed, who's who's just now gotten to the major champion table a couple years ago. Wait, and it wasn't did, even a British tournament. You did preface that with Americans, correct? You mm-hmm. didn't? Okay, I was like, wait yep, a second. I did. did he say like that? Never oh, no, I'm, I'm sure Gary Player has uh, lifetime status on the I'm, – I'm sure maybe er, – I bet you Ernie Els has lifetime status on the Euro Tour because that's where he played a lot. I mean, are you, Tiger Woods has lifetime status on the PJ Tour, right? Uh, I don't know if anyone does. Or, or is it one of those things where you can't be in the Hall of Fame until you're retired yet, so to speak, like in football where it's just like, no, you can't have carte blanche until you're not an active player anymore. I mean, yeah, that's going no, to let you do whatever you want. Tiger definitely does not have um, lifetime status on the PJ Tour because I remember during his comeback, it was kind of a thing. It was like, oh, man, he better, like, move his golf world ranking up a little bit or else he's not going to be able to play next year or something like that. Like, yeah, he probably has exemption to, like, every single tournament, though. It's true. Well, and, I mean, yeah. I get that in terms of his victories and how, like, you get exemptions from winning everything or whatever. Yeah, I figure he could probably piece together a lifetime of exemption, sure. But I'm just talking in terms of accolades. Like, I just named off Watson, Nicholas, and Palmer. Yeah, three three greats or whatever. But Tiger Woods is right up there with those guys in terms of, uh, like, uh, names and power and talent yeah. or whatever. So it's like, why don't why aren't we including his name on some of these lists? Is it because he's still active? Or is it because it's more of a select group than we uh, give it credit for these days? I don't know. But if we keep digging, who knows what we're going to find, Jerry? Well, hey, uh, you two banter for a second. I'm looking up this lifetime PGA status thing. He's trying to get to the bottom of every conspiracy now with lifetime memberships. We are in some big trouble if we keep going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
sneaky Patrick Reed is somehow up there. That's that's very interesting. One one thing I recall about so Patrick Reed, I you know going back to him cheating and proving his lie. I'm not going to call out anyone, but I know someone who loves to improve their lie, like in the middle of the fairway, even, and they always call it. Well, I'm just teeing it up a little. You know, <laughs> well, at, least, at least they're being uh, completely transparent about it. Is it the president? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, my God. Um, I found out uh, how you get a lifetime exemption on the. Wait, wait, look, I didn't bear the. Let me. I, I buried the lead here. Tiger Woods has lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. Oh, what? Be, well, he meets this criteria here. There is a. Uh, oh, now that you say it, I think I've, it's like yeah. you need 20 wins and something. Exactly. If DJ wins one more time, he has lifetime status on the PGA Tour. And here it is. A PGA Tour player can earn lifetime membership by doing just one thing. If a P- Well, even though they give me two things here. If a PGA Tour player wins 20 tour events in their career and have, pl- and have played on the tour for 15 years, they instantly obtain lifetime membership whenever they hit both whenever they hit both of those milestones they can never lose pga tour status no matter how they play for the rest of their career from that point forward they can lose voting rights if they don't play the minimum number of pga tour events 15 in a season but that's it oh so i remember reading about that because i was reading about how you mentioned they could lose it with like voting rights because there was someone i forget who it was who kept playing like like he decided he played like his 15 years and then maybe when he was like 85 years old he would just go play the tournaments for fun and come dead last and everything, shooting like a hundred. And they had to make a, they had to add a rule that they could vote them off. Oh, you're talking about Sam Snead? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's called the CBS Survivor Rule. <laughs> Voted off the well, island. Well, to to put a bow on it, uh, isn't it true if you don't use it, you lose it? Yeah, that's true, Jerry. And come to think of it, <laughs> when know. I was thinking about Tiger, I think I was. <laughs> a certain major or something does that give you lifetime status at the pga championship or um no negative negative because well i mean i think each tournament's a little bit different but none, none is too extreme in this regard and i use it as john daly as an example he won the 1995 uh, british open or excuse me the open championship um at st andrews and he if you win that major you get like to immediately go to the next few majors but uh he got to play in the next 10 british opens no questions asked. And that's the that's the open goddamn championship. I mean, that's like the home of golf and everything like that. And if you win one of those, they only deem it necessary to give you a 10-year pass no matter who you are. I mean. He spent so much money at the bars, you know. They want to keep that revenue coming in. Hey, leave it. Leave it. No, no. No, John Daly's worth well well worth more in, in, in this country than he is over there. It's that's John Daly has like the, the most incredible golf career for you. If, if, he has two majors. It's twice as many as Jim Furyk and Dustin Johnson, and those guys are both in the top five earnings of PGA money all time. And it, he's, he has two majors, guys. This one put together. I mean, come on, it's John Daly. The guy's a walking mistake. I mean, do you see I the video of his son? My heart. Oh God, that kid. I've, I've been watching video of him like for a few years now, but that swing of his driver lately. Whoo, kids got some action. I just like that the American is. shorts, the USA. Well, Go, his, you know, his dad's invented loudmouth golf or whatever, or, or maybe hopefully he's still a part of that company and hasn't lost all his stock or his money. In it, I wonder if John just forces his son to wear the shorts like that, or if he actually loves it too. Dude, I, he, oh, go ahead, Nolan. He just like embraces the daily like style. Like, and like, This is who I am. Little, now. 
He's a little chubby too, and like just walks like him. It's so great. He should be riding a cart with him too. I feel I feel very strongly that uh, given how John Daly's temperament is and his relationship with his father and golf and life and everything, I don't think John Daly's going to tell his son to do anything it's, unless it's like maybe some advice about like maybe where to go to college or or maybe a little bit of like tour advice. But other than that, I think John Daly would let his son do whatever his son wants to do, and it just so happens. I don't think his son's like really using like yeah John Daly's a real visible character, but he's not. Uh, it's not exactly like he's a big. He's like signing balloons at Hooters right now. It's not like he's uh, like cutting ribbons on office buildings or hospitals or like or like uh, investing or like setting up huge foundations. It's John Daly. It's he's America's country song and America's like perfect athlete. I mean, he should have been a pro bowler for crying out loud. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we got on John Daly. That was wonderful. But uh, anywho, uh, enough talk about that. Let's talk about the President's Cup real quick. It's going to be at Royal Melbourne in Australia. Now, I tried to do some quick President's uh, Cup research, guys, and that's why this part of the show is going to be real brief. <clears throat> it's only been around since 1994 to anyone who is just now joining our podcast and joining the sport of golf. And in Royal Melbourne, which is in Australia, down under, it was we played there last in 2011, where the Americans won 19 to 15. Thank you, Captain Freddie Couples. And then the international team, they won there in 98. And it turns out, fellas, out of the Ryder Cup, I mean, sorry, ooh, uh, Freudian slip, uh, the, the President Cup entire existence, they have um, won only one, and they do this every other year. So since 98, you can do the math. They've only won one president's cup Damn, it was that's my team what's that zach that's technically my team <laughs> oh indeed i mean isn't that weird our, to think they they beat our asses 20 and a half to 11 and a half i mean that was that that's it's that's a lot to me to think of it that way like this is all players from like the other side of the world but technically the international team is my team that this is that's what i was saying before the, in the showrunner before uh you and I started recording. We all started recording here. I was just like Zach. This is this is you versus me here in terms of golf. I mean, oh yeah. Unless you wanted for fun root for uh, like Europe or something in the Ryder Cup, which you know you're more than welcome to do. No, you're uh, not. No, you're not. No, yeah, no. I don't root for them. So, do you guys know? I have a, I have a little fun fact. Do you guys know who the only two people are who played, or do you know who the only two? I think I might be wrong. Who played in the last two? That was in. No, who played in the last one in 2011 at Royal Melbourne? Oh. Who's playing in this one? There's two um, people. Two people? Let's, I, let's... Would, I would go Kuchar as one of them. Nope. Well, one one's obvious on the U.S. side. Come on. Oh. Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> yeah. No, Webb Simpson. Oh, it has to be sneaky, Mister Mister Vanilla, boring. Oh, which is a little hint for a future guest who's coming on the podcast. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, a little nice. tease there. It's not Webb Simpson, though. That would be cool. No, just let him think it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Webb Simpson will be on. So download uh, the next one. Well, we got someone better than Webb. Let's be real. Agreed. No, ooh, ooh, the knife cuts deep. Uh, real quick, uh, just for fun, I had those teams from 1998 from the international side and the American side, the one side that us Yankees lost. And after looking at the teams, I got to admit, uh, it kind of makes sense. Would you guys like to hear who was on each squad? I would. We'll start with the, inter- we'll start with the international squad because they are a lot better. Mike Weir. Uh, no, not um. 1998. I'm sorry. Um, 
we have uh, no Canadians on the team. We have uh, two fellows from Japan and uh, three from Australia. And here's the rest of them. We have Ernie Els, Nick Price, BJ Singh, Greg Norman, Steve Elkington, Stuart Appleby, Carlos Franco, Shigeki Murayama, the smiling assassin himself, Craig Perry, and then Naomichi Joe Osaki. And Frank Nobolo and Greg Turner as alternates. Wait, where's Steve Elkington from? Australia, mate. Oh, I, I always thought he was American. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> you guys are no, you guys are you ignorant sluts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. All right, so who's on the U.S. squad? Okay, well, th- that, that's a really fun squad there. In terms of real quick, just in terms of like when it comes to international, you're pulling from everywhere else, but America and Europe, and still sometimes you got to admit there aren't too many stars that turn out. It's good to see some uh, some new talent this time around, but. Uh, here we go for the American squad. <clears throat> this was uh, David Duvall, Tiger Woods, Jim Furyk, Justin Leonard, Phil Mickelson, Davis Love III, Mark O'Meara, Scott Hoke, Mark Kalkovecchia, and alternate spread couples and John Houston. Oh, and Lee Jansen was on the team. Lee Jansen was a rookie. He had just won his second U.S. Open. This was Tiger Woods' first uh, President's Cup, Nolan. And uh, he was also – I just now noticed this one. Um, I was telling Zach this earlier – this was 1998, late 1998. He only had the 97 Masters under his belt, and he was already ranked number one in the world. Do you know this? He Legend. The goat. the goat, my friends. Gosh. Yeah, that I, didn't I, surprise I, Nolan. No one's pissed they even brought that up. Like, come on. That's oh, why I asked him. Okay, okay. All right, fair. You know, whatever. I just feel like when it came to Tiger, I came online literally. Pebble Beach, June 2000. That was when I first took notice of Tiger. But I had to remind myself he had two major victories before that, especially his 97 Masters win. But a handful of people forget 99 PGA. What was that, Wingfoot? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was uh, those were the teams in 98 where yeah, that, we got the US... Sorry. Yeah, that U.S. squad is very, like, vanilla to me. <laughs> well, for people have to think for 1998. I mean – Go, we got uh, David Duvall, who was good at the height of his powers. Tiger Woods, who was just getting his getting his feet wet. Jim Furyk, who was uh, Jim Furyk, was just kind of starting to be the like you know cruise control golfer we know. Justin Leonard, good. Phil Mickelson, nineteen ninety eight. He's still six years removed from winning his first major, folks. Like he was still three years away from being good and like challenging Tiger ever. Davis Love the third. Davis Love III is Dominique Wilkins of Tiger Woods is Michael Jordan. Like, Dominique Wilkins was about to kick some ass, and Michael Jordan showed up. And it was eh. – Davis Love III was about to take over the golf world, and Tiger Woods showed up. I maintain that all the time. Uh, Mark O'Mara, the guy was 41 years old, but he won the Masters and the Open Championship in 98. So, of course, he was going to be on this team. Uh, he was number two in the world at the time, for Christ's sakes. Scott Hoke. 43 years old, Scott Choke, whatever. This is some good research that you even had their ranking at the time. Good work, Jerry. Well, I do my best. Um, Mark Kalkovecchia, I mean, he was 38 at the time. He it, And he was just starting to have like a, like I think he had, I don't know, Fred Couples, John Houston, a couple guys in their late 30s as like the alternates. And then Lee Jansen, who he creeped on there at, uh, as his very first year in the Ryder Cup. I mean, gosh, President's Cup, excuse me. <laughs> Caught me slipping. Anyways, I just thought that was neat in terms of from 1998's perspective. You got a lot of guys who are either in between and the guys who were in their primes weren't just we, – they, they could not be the horses. They couldn't be the alphas that we needed. 
Otherwise, we would always win the President's Cup. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be it's, – it's for sure very lopsided this year. Like, just looking at the world golf rankings, I think the U.S. might be like minus 350 in the betting odds or minus 250, but they're big, so, big-time favorites. That's, that's a good point. I wonder if – you know what? I don't know. If, let me see if my machine cranked out any, uh, any uh, numbers, but do you guys have any – I don't want to say beyond the obvious predictions of who's going to win and what's going to happen. I, I, I'll, start, I'll start fielding a couple lines as to, number one, who's going to be Patrick Reed's partner? Number two, what is the – like, what's the, the, the line on this tournament? Huh? What do you think the line is for points? I'll start with the first question to Nolan. Who's Tiger going to pick for Patrick Reed's partner? Is it going to be Tiger, or what do you – you got another name? So, I could see it being Tiger, but – a lot of people are leaning towards a JT Tiger marriage, um, which I'm 100% for. Um, Patrick screwed over Tiger in the Ryder Cup. He sucked it up and made Tiger look even worse than he was. I still th- I'm bitter about that one, obviously. I think Tiger played a pretty good Ryder Cup, and uh, he, you know, he ran into the buzzsaw that is uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Francisco Molinari, that that Ryder cup and had DeChambeau and Patrick Reed just like flopping around doing nothing. Um, but to answer your question, I think we could see a Patrick squared um, pairing at some point with Cantley and Reed. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I saw um, some pairings today during their practice round. Reed was in a, in a foursome with uh, Webb Simpson and Xander as well as Cantley. So I think he'll be with Cantley. I think, I think there's a good chance Tiger puts himself with JT. Yeah. I mean, who else, who else do we think Tiger can go with? I mean, he can go with anybody, but I mean, who, who do you think since he's going to be making the pairings, who do you think Tiger's going to pick himself with? Is it that easy? Yeah. I I, I think it's going to be Tiger and Bryson, honestly. Come on. Oh, really? That's a long shot. I don't oh, come on. oh my god no 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 Tiger i think bryson, bryson could be with webb it's my hot take so another foursome another foursome of today was tiger jt bryson and tony finau so tiger and jt were already in like a foursome the other day so there's a good chance bryson could be tiger's other one and maybe jt and finau are together or something like that but well, do yeah. you think – who do you think is going to play all five matches for the U.S., or if anyone will? For those who don't know, there's five matches. It's like two four balls and two foursomes. I don't, I don't know. The, the names yep. are so stupid, first of all. It's two alternate shots and two four balls. Settle down, Beavis. We keep it old-fashioned and traditional. Yeah, yeah. we'll go through the – it starts off as a four. Uh, now I get it. I just got oh. it, Jerry. Very slow to that joke. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to tell a joke. Come on, man. <laughs> right? Thursday's a four ball, correct? And then a four sum on Friday. And then both a four yeah, ball. Yeah. Yeah. So. Four. <laughs> the four the four the four sum is alternate shot, right? Or is that the four ball? I don't know why That's they need correct. The four balls four balls. All I know is ball, singles on Sunday and Tiger's gonna spank whoever he's playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's foursomes is alternate shot and four ball is best ball. Yeah. So I could give my take on what I think is going to happen. Cause I did some pretty good research for this. Oh, Zach, what is your take on what's going to happen? I think so. So Thursday is 
you got to repeat. Is it four ball on Thursday? That's where it, it's. Oh, hey, uh, I didn't say I know the schedule. I just say I know the definition. <laughs> which is okay. Well, in the in the best ball where they all play and whoever gets the best score, I think the U.S. is going to smoke them because they have so many better players that any time it's like a risky shot over water or whatever, they're just going to look at each other and go, let's just bomb it and go for it because what are the odds that both of them screw up and they have so much more skill? In the alternate shot, that's where I do think the European, uh, the international team might have a chance because they seem to like want to win and work together and the U.S. Uh, will probably just be like, let's bomb it every time. See, you did it too with the European slip there. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like the internationals are going to play any type of smart. Then they're going to they should do what the Europeans do: win foursomes all the time, and then all you have to do is split the four balls. And next thing you know, when it comes to singles, you have a dominant lead. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how Europe's been handing it to the yeah, Yanks. USA is just going to go. Everyone on the team US is just going to look at each other and go, "Let's just bomb it. Just I hit hate as the far Europeans. as I could, and then it's your problem the next shot." Well, look, our teamwork when it comes to the, golf. Golf has never really been a team sport. America isn't really about team sports either. You put these two things together, this is where the PGA Tour is in America, where all the money is, everyone wants to be, and then all of a sudden America tries to play team golf and it just doesn't work out for some reason. I mean, everyone gets all pissed about it, like why we're bad at soccer, unrelated. But that being said, it's like the alternate shot, yeah, those guys feed off each other better. You would think, you would think that they've addressed that before. They've wanted some time before to be like, just look at each other and be like, eh, fuck it, let's bomb it. But that hasn't worked for some reason. I mean, I've seen Tiger and Phil paired together in, in alternate shot and four ball. They're hideous. I mean, it's just, oh, you yeah. just don't know who's good until they're together. That's that's why I like Kisner and Mickelson. Those guys were rocking. Those guys were a ton of fun and good. Yes. I feel like no one on the U.S. team, though, is going to play all five rounds maybe jt i mean he's a clear favorite to play all five he better be i mean my machine's got him as the top scorer for america at like plus 550 so yeah, tiger i almost for sure i think doesn't he might play three yeah yeah i mean that's okay there's a good question um how many match how many matches do we think tiger plays just one a day three to four definitely um but yeah I'm- i think he takes a back seat for sure as the captain I mean, he did pick himself after all. So, but uh, I'd be okay, surprised. So. I'd be surprised if he only plays two, and I'd be surprised if he plays all five. Well, he can't play two. Doesn't he have to play at least three? No, you only have to play two. Oh, really? Yep. That's harsh if they only play you two. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, but yeah, that's uh, that's the way it goes. So, real quick, uh, let's let's get our picks. Uh, Nolan, who do you think is going to win, uh, America or international? I'm always flying the flag, Jerry. I'm going with the Americans. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, Guys, this is our chance to predict the tournament right, by the way. <laughs> I'm not even going to throw out a score yet because I'll definitely <laughs> get that wrong. But I think they're going to stomp them. And I really just want them to obliterate the international squad. Because oh, that's I'm... no fun. I'm sorry, Zach, but I want them to instill a little bit of fear in the European squad. I'm using this whole President's Cup just to prepare us for the Ryder Cup. I don't give a dang about this President's Cup. <laughs> oh, but Nolan, haven't we done this every other year to get ready for the Ryder Cup and we lost? <laughs> yes, 100%, yes. 
I don't know. I just want to see Tiger dominate. That's I don't. You should it. have a tournament that just combines everyone. We should have a tournament where it's just Tiger playing. We should go watch him play. Oh, I like that one too. There's so many good ideas being thrown around here. Uh, Zach, I guess uh, I know who you're rooting for, right? Uh, oh yeah. The the Canadian list international team. However, I don't think it could be that crazy. I got to side with the U.S., but I think it'll be pretty close. Okay, well, I'll I'll ask you how close in a second, but I do have at plus five hundred. Uh, top international point scorer Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, I to be honest, I love Matsuyama. You know he's my favorite. I got a picture with him on Instagram. That's why uh, I brought it all up, dog. Yeah. By the way, that <laughs> picture on Instagram is the greatest picture for people who know nothing about golf. That it's just me with like just picture me with Hideki Matsuyama. If you don't know who he is, it's like a very odd picture that says "Never meet your heroes." <laughs> That is, yeah. The the, uh, the caption would make it, make it contextually <laughs> like. Stop. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who the hell? He doesn't look like an athlete. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> well, I mean, no, hey, Zach, come on. I mean, Nolan, have you seen that polo that uh, Hideki wears? It's like uh, it's like Zach Johnson with all the logos on it. So if you were to just see somebody wearing a shirt like that tucked in and that didn't know you were at a golf tournament, I'd be like, who is this? <laughs> who is this walking billboard? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but my my pick for the international team, I'm going a, a bit off the board, but maybe not so much. I'm going with Ustazen. Uh, yep. I think he mm. plays. I think he's like a lock to play all five. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, I, think, no, I think he has to be. He has so much experience. He's played like everyone. He's, he's done incredibly 30, well. Yeah. I think hey, him, Scott, and maybe Matsuyama all play all five. This might sound like a dumb question, but I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, I know Ustazen's from South Africa, but I was listening to him talk today. Is he German? Is the, is the name Ustazen, is that a German name? Because um, I, I heard a little bit of this when he was talking. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I know is <laughs> South Africans. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Right, but also Abraham Answer. You think that's a Mexican name? And he flies the Mexican flag, boy. I mean, no, 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 no. He's Abraham a Mexican Allen Iverson. That's a German. What? Wait, excuse you? What'd He's you the Mexican Allen Iverson. Abraham the Answer. Come on. Get with the times. Yes. I, can't. I, don't, like have I don't have the words. I don't have the words. I was going somewhere with this, and he just totally threw. Uh, a stick into my spoke. <laughs> Come on, that's a good nickname. The Mexican. Oh, yes, right. All right, yeah. yeah run, up the, run it up the Twitter flagpole, see who salutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is definitely a dangerous competition, though, because it's definitely one of those situations where the U.S. has everything to lose, right? Oh, and the international team is as young and as fiery as ever. I mean, I've, lo- I've been loving Cam Smith for a couple of years now. I mean, um, it's Agreed. just – what you say? Three, Aus- three Australians. Oh, <laughs> Cam Smith, uh, yeah. Leishman, Scott. Scott, who – now, we're, we got one more Twitter question to answer just because it's kind of uh, not relating to anything, but it's fun to end uh, our uh, golf talk on. Uh, that's that Ricky Fowler one. But uh, uh, even though I am signed up to have Brooks Kepka win all four majors this year, if he doesn't, I really like Adam Scott. I mean, you show me another golfer who, like, other than Charles Howell III to Jim Furyk, just seems to be getting, like, .01 strokes better every single time they tee it up. Like, Adam Scott – is getting more and more polished every single round of golf he plays. It's only a matter of time before he snags another major. I mean, you're all like, in. You're all in on the Adam Scott major, eh? Well, I mean, I'm all in in that he's playing his best golf this year. 
and that's better than last year, and that was better than the year before, and he's already, like, won a players and won a Masters and everything. I mean, I kind of feel like we haven't seen Adam Scott's ceiling yet. Phil Mickelson didn't start winning tournament majors till like, the golfer's prime. He used to be your late 30s. I mean, and why are we talking about all these young guns if that was the prime? True, true. Mm-hmm. I agree. By the time by the time people listen to this, I think the pairings will have to be out. Just doing the math here. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Indeed. Jerry, Jerry, who do you got? Who do you got winning? Well, I got America winning, um, and I uh, I think the big thing that we want to talk about before we got to that uh, last uh, Ricky Fowler question, so we address everything is. Um, uh, what do we think the margin is going to be by? I mean, how many total points are there to win? 32? What is it? 30? I think the U.S. wins by two. Also, I would also like to say, if you have a I lot of that. money, put it all on the international team because we all took the U.S. and there's no way we're getting that right. Hey, that's fair. No, You know what? That's just called recency and strategy. There's nothing wrong with that. The well, international team is a lock at this point. Uh, just somebody, somebody figure out real quick how many total points are to be had in the, in this, so I can just, I can come up with a number and then you guys can come up with a number. I mean, Zach, don't look up, type into something. I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. First team, first team to 15 and a half points wins the cup. So it's out of 30, 30 points. Okay. Out of 30. Perfect. Thank you. Because I have a score here that has a total of 34 and a score here that has a total of 32. So, okay. Um, Draw. Oh, How would I score this? Um, I'm so on team draw. I want to draw. Side want, note. There are ties. <laughs> yeah. Unlike the Ryder Cup, there are ties in the President's Cup. They can share the cup. I want so, yes, to draw. The uni- that, that's the best you could hope for. The uh, United States, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they haven't won every they, – they lost one, and they tied in two or three. I did, I did happen to catch that or whatever. So, yes, that does exist or whatever. But – um. Yeah, I would say if there's 30 points to be had, I'm going to – I'm just – see, I can't score it and say, like, 17-13. It's first to 15. So, I mean, I guess it's really hard to come up with a score, eh? 16-14. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with those numbers, especially yeah, if you have the first one, first one to 15 and a half wins. But <laughs> once you get to 15 and a half, they just, like, cut it off, right? Do they? Yeah, so, so you can't come up with a spread or, or a line. There's only 30 points to be had. So if you win 15 and a half, it's over. But do they not play it out? No, like in the... But they do. No, he's right. They do play it out. It's like garbage time. I mean, they but, all... It's not, otherwise, the Ryder Cup would have ended last year when uh, Phil Mickelson tugged his shot into the water and shook Frankie... It has hat off and shook Frankie's hand before the ball even hit the surface of the pond. That yeah, would have been... Everyone would have stopped playing golf. What? Oh, I just... I'm just... Rap, you know... Jerry over here is Team Phil, and Team Phil dunked it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. was – yeah, Phil, that was the worst. I will, I will, I will put a, a, a pike up his ass and put him on a spit for that one. Absolutely. And, and as anyone else who would have been in that situation, it just happened to be Phil who had gone like 0-5 that week, and he was facing Molinari. He was going 5-0 and that week, and it was just like – it was a train wreck. And it's just – I didn't want our final – if you were paying close attention, I didn't want our losing moment to be a guy conceding on the team. After he was like, he, and he lost like five and four or something. He just got destroyed. So yeah, anywho, I, I think they played out. Moral of the story. Well, they do play it out because I remember Bryson was still on the course, like being all chesty and like getting America's like only singles point out of our like last six matches or something. I mean, it's just I don't know. We 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 Americans tend to quit easily. I mean, 
I get it. Like that's why when I play Call of Duty, I'm getting it. I'm getting all roughed up. I'll just turn it off. Yeah. Do you think the players care a lot about their personal record? Because I sort of feel like they do. I, I know, think. Go ahead, Nolan. Sorry. I was going to say I know Tiger doesn't anymore because it's it's very. But Tiger weird. doesn't have to care because it's Tiger. Tiger doesn't well, have to prove anything. I would say in the American side, no, not at all. Because, I mean, if you look at Jim Furyk, like one of the most, I don't want to say decorated, but one of the most seasoned Ryder Cuppers out there, he has a shit record. It's like 13, 20, and 7. That's not good for, like, one of our stalwarts who, like, has – or it's worse than that, guys. I mean, no American, it would say for, like, Billy Casper or, like, going back to Jack Nicklaus or something, has a good record in any of these uh, international match play formats. We just don't. I mean, Tiger doesn't have a good record. Phil doesn't have a good record. I mean, it's it was Ray Floyd and Billy Casper. Those were the only motherfuckers who knew how to like actually play golf and stare their opponent in the eye and beat them. And Tiger, a- Tiger, however, does have a good singles record in team play. <laughs> so, well, a lot of the Americans in singles, yeah, they do absolutely. I mean, but yeah. anywho, I think I'm gonna well, to, to answer your question. I think I'm gonna give the U.S. 17 and a half points. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, so yeah. If we're, let's come up with a final number. Uh, Zach, you want fifteen? You're looking for an outright tie, Zach. Uh, oh yeah, I'm. Ho- I predict sixteen, but I'm hoping for fifteen. Well, that's okay. Gotcha. Loud and clear. Uh, Nolan, you said seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half to twelve and a half. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. I thought you were giving me a range there for a second. Sorry, no, that was. <laughs> that was I'm like, wow, oh, you really went off the off the reservation. Somewhere uh, in there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. I could be vanilla and just like hit a hit a bunt right down the line and like get a single here, but I'll 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 take the over on you, Nolan. I'll just for fun say we'll get eighteen points. I mean, that's oh god, I almost got car sick and said, but what if the internationals get eighteen points? They certainly could. It's like no 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 no. It's uh, we're we're gonna keep up the American dominance in our little JV Ryder Cup tournament. I mean, that's just usually how it goes over here. Yeah, I, apo- I apologize to all our international listeners. It's I have to remind myself what the President's Cup is and when it is because that's kind of just how I'm really glad we're paying this much attention to it. Honestly, I'm 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 rejuvenated and watching it again. I'm really looking forward to it because usually I don't care. But um, on, on a serious note, I really do love the President's Cup. Um, but I just gotta play it up like I don't care, so I could be cool in front of my European friends. <laughs> Well, listen, fellas, it's been really fun talking about the President's Cup and Patrick, Captain Reed, America face. Um, Nolan, uh, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, anything that you're working on? Uh, the Guggenheim of uh, downtown PDX? What's up? No, nothing much. Just, uh, you know, if you ever are bored, hit me up on Twitter at Nolan T. Smith and uh, start a conversation on there. I just put out um, a little, well, Zach rolled it out for me, the piece i have on tiger in regards to the president's cup so give Great that a featured little... image by the way yes that was well yeah, nolan it. t smith the t doesn't stand for tank folks it stands for tiger <laughs> <laughs> oh zach we got anything fun coming up on the website uh what's tucker uh, cranking out uh he's working on a couple of interview pieces which uh you guys will have to stay tuned for a little tease again that I this learned. Guy, every 10 days, this guy's delivering on some type of level just in terms of – I called him I, I called him Ari Gold the other day. You guys watch Entourage? Oh, yeah. F- fucking A, right? I mean, he, he's just like 
he 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 he's not just like the 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 guy who gets people together. He can also produce like produce and like create a little bit too. So it's just like every ten days he seems to be like messaging us saying like, "Hey guys, so and so is going to be talking to us." Hey guys, guess what? We could be talking to so and so. I'm just like the wheel just doesn't stop. I mean, I'm, I'm very privileged, Tucker, and honored to have you a part of the team. It's a lot of fun and and also not to mention, I mean, that piece that he made about Mr. Uh, Whalen that also had a big side to it in terms of like uh, mental health awareness, which is, I don't want to say gotten a lot of attention that we're not looking for attention in that, but it's gotten a lot of conversations and things started with people and gotten a lot of uh, people help and uh, pointed down certain roads that we didn't know existed, myself included. So that being said, it's more than just about getting clicks or who has the hottest golf takes or whatever. I mean, no, for our, sure. our, it's nice to actually our, make an impact outside of golf. Some of our best work is actually hopefully going to be a philanthropical, philanthropical take four in its own organic regard. So Agreed. Zach, uh, plug us. What do you got? Uh, we got the podcast. Hopefully you guys subscribe and review it because that's how we get to number two and stay at number two. Eventually number that, one, Rick though. Shields, did you see that? He stayed number three. We jumped over you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Screw that guy. No, we love him. If he ever listens, we're happy. We love him. He doesn't even know who we are. Guy's a bit of a legend. Oh, fair enough. Well, listen, you can find me, folks, at Jerry Lou Looper number one. Well, that's not right. It's Jerry Lou Looper one on Twitter. And I'm a caddy at Band of Dunes. Just ask for Jerry Lou. You guys got anything else you want to share? No big podcast coming, hopefully, in two weeks. The One last hint. The person may or may not be at the President's Cup this week. That's right. We actually were possibly going to be talking to them today, but we realized that they're down under. And that's, uh, well, the, I mean, gosh, it's like, it's, it's like hot there right now. It's a different time there right now. The water flows a different direction in the drains there right now and all time. So, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, we're just going to have to push it off to another time, huh? Agreed. Yes. All right. Nolan, Zach, it was a lot of fun talking to you guys. Absolutely. Talk to you guys. Always. All right. When we talk to you guys. Henrik Stenson, shout out. Nobody's brought him up. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.